Hello and welcome to a new Edge of the Box season preview brought to you by whoscored.com. I'm George Ellick, standing in for Dan Bardell, and I'm joined by Stephen McInerney for the second of eight team previews. And this, of course, is the Manchester City episode. You can find the Arsenal episode from last week with Dan and Julian Laurent uh, up on the uh, YouTube channel. Uh, but this is a Man City preview. So, Stephen, before we get stuck in, we can reminisce about last season, the glorious treble and the rest of it. Um, why don't you tell those who, who aren't aware a little bit about yourself? Uh, yeah, I'm a Man City fan, lifelong Man City fan from Manchester. And, you know, <laughs> seasons like that are the kind of thing you dream of, you know. I, I'm old enough to have seen us been down there, you know, watching us play in the old Division 2, the League 1, as it's called these days. And I've cried a lot over this club. And... Um, and obviously, I'm aware where we come from, and aware you know, we got got lucky with the investment and so on. And um, but I'm also aware that seasons like that they just don't come around very often, even with an awful lot of money and great players. It's just it was an incredible month, you know, as a city fan, as a football fan, you know, it was um, it's that feeling of almost completing football. You're like, oh, this is. I mean, what more could you ask for, you know, as a football fan to win the Premier League? FA Cup, beating United as well in an FA Cup final, which made it even sweeter. Then, of course, you know, years of underachieving in the Champions League, in many people's opinions. To win it like that, yeah, to win a treble, just, yeah, incredible, mate, incredible. It's interesting you say that this doesn't happen too often. I mean, would it be a massive surprise if this is the beginning of a... Of a I mean, City have been pretty dominant for, for quite a, lot, a long period of time. Obviously, that Champions League crown was a long time coming. It wouldn't be a huge surprise, especially so long as Pep Guardiola's at the club, if you continued to be as dominant as that, or do you see there being a bit of a drop-off now you've, as you said, completed it? Um, I don't. I suspect when Guardiola's here, we'll carry on winning trophies, and that's. They're not trying to be arrogant there. It's just kind of common sense. He's that good a manager, you know. I don't know if we'll do a treble again. I mean, that's just really hard to do, and teams don't traditionally win back-to-back Champions Leagues because it's just hard. It's really, really hard. And I know Madrid did it for a few years in a row, which is just a, a freak anomaly. But even you know, even even Guardiola's peak sides didn't win multiple, you know, in a row at Barcelona. Um. I wouldn't be surprised if City do go very far next season because I think there's a, there was always a feeling of there's always a feeling generally that the first time you do something after that there's a, there's a confidence there's a there's a fearlessness that comes from you know uh, breaking that duck and I do reckon um, City probably will just stroll into the Champions League just feeling like the weight of the world's off their shoulders and they'll, they'll know they are the best team in Europe right now and in my opinion they're the best team in world football and um, what they did last year was special and that could carry on to great success absolutely the question is will they have the mentality for it you know that is always a fair a fair thing to say because as Pep said a billion times you know you've got to be hungry you've got to really want it you've got to um, you know turn up again and find the right players because I think like you know I think Kyle Walker was sort of or it might have been Jack Grealish. Jack Grealish was saying it's all sort of. It was one of them saying like there's a feeling of like completing football. You want to get one of all the trophies, mm. and the best obviously keep going and going and going. But I would not blame anyone, especially the ones who are a little bit older, feeling like I've done it now. So it depends if Pep can get him going, you know, again, and that's what that, that's what I have to wait and see. So yeah, and that's what I was going to ask you: is do you think there is a risk? I mean, complacency is the wrong word because. You know, as you said, you've already gone and done it. But is there a risk that you'll struggle to match the intensity of last season? That maybe you'll struggle to kind of get up for it because, as you say, you have you've just had the season you can only dream about as fans, as players, as Pep Guardiola as manager. Could there be an opportunity here for other clubs to capitalise on maybe the, there being a bit of lethargy about the place? 
Yeah, absolutely. It's, I mean, it's very, very possible. I mean, um, the hungry teams are the ones who chase, usually are chasing down the ones at the top of the peak, you know. And I guess what I hope from my perspective is that um, these are the, the, they've won a travel because they're the kind of people. They're intrinsically motiv- motivated by being the best in success, you know. And look, I don't I don't think it's, you know, I'm sure Messi and Ronaldo weren't happy with their first Ballon d'Or. They wanted more and more because it's just who they are as people. They are just winners, you know. And I think that your best your best way to to make sure levels don't stop usually is bringing some new signings. Hopefully we'll do that. But also is have the right kind of people in the squad. I mean, I look around that. Manchester City squad and you see sort of captains everywhere really you know like Rodri's has become massive for City Ruben Diaz uh, you know absolutely huge Nathan Ake people like Akanji just ultimate consummate professionals kind of Stone says hi Stone Stones well, exactly John Stones <laughs> yeah I mean uh, like Erling Haaland an absolute winner Kevin De Bruyne one of the greatest of all time I could keep going It'll be, you could laugh but even Greenish captain his boy club at one point Bernardo Silva who will mm. run through brick walls for you so you need these kind of people who are just hungry for success and it's inherently who they are you know they're not in it for personal gain they're in it because they just want to win that's just who they are you know and if you've got those kind of people maybe you can sort of stave off um, that kind of lethargy or maybe that complacency but obviously, sometimes complacent, it's just hard to avoid because, you know, you, you're striving for something. And once you've got there, to go again, it's just really hard, you know. Like we all know, we've all had it in certain things in our own personal lives. So it's very possible, though, when you've got a manager like Guardiola, he just, you know, slaps you around the head, gets you going again. And, and you're brilliant because you're Pep Guardiola and you're Manchester City's treble winners and you are great. It's just, I think... I think we'll know. We'll know by you know October if the city side are ready to go again. It was a good bit of time, but that's it'll be enough for them to get back into the rhythm of things. You mentioned uh, Real Madrid earlier, talking about how they were a side who had been able to win multiple Champions Leagues back to back. Do you think that is maybe the, the blueprint of what Pep Guardiola wants to do now at City? Do you consider this? He wants to turn this era or this year of dominance into an era of dominance. Or conversely, you know, there was a lot of talk around the Champions League final with people saying, you know, maybe the best thing for other teams in European football is for City to win this because then maybe the clock starts ticking on how long Pep will actually be there. Well, it's already near a dominance for what it's worth anyway, you know. It's like all about Champions <laughs> yeah. League, mate. I was going to say, like, I've witnessed 100 points, all the domestic trophies, you know, in one season and five out of six. It's been, like, it's been an absolute domination from Guardiola and Man City. It's been phenomenal. And, and I guess that would be the greatest answer to it you know when they keep going again and they keep winning again and again and again and Pep keeps finding a way to um, get him going and I don't like I don't think Guardiola was in just, just here, just to win the Champions League. He was here just to do his job, you know, like because he's not that stupid. He's, he's like, he's not the kind of guy who's just going to go. As soon as I've done that, I'm going to go. Like he, he'll stay as long as he's happy. Like I think Pep's obsessed with football, you know, like like we are. Like he's, it's something that's inherently part of him. Like he's there to manage because. He'll stay as long as he's happy and as long as he's excited and as long as he feels like there's something, you know, there's a new challenge for him. Or And the challenge could be as simple as the players in front of him, you know, or um, a new challenger like Arsenal coming out of nowhere. Like, we all know, looking back, really, Pep loved that with Klopp. We know he did. We absolutely know he mm. did. It, it, it gets him going as a person. And, like, I can imagine, just imagine, you know... Um, you see Arteta build on it again, and then you see, you know, United come back with Ten Hag, and then you've got, you know, 
maybe Vincent Company gets another job in a year, even bigger, and you've got all these protégés of Pep go Like, this could be the thing that kept him going again. You know, there's a million different reasons why people get excited to manage a football team. And Pep, like, he could be that. He's, he's done it all and he rides off into the sunset when his contract ends. Um, but I don't think personally that I think he'd go when he's going to go anyway you know I don't think it was a case of winning the Champions League right I'm done I'm going to leave um, I think it's more a case of just uh, if the if the environment feels right for him If you look at the, the last couple of seasons in the Premier League obviously Liverpool's struggles last season um, opened the door for, for a team in Arsenal who I don't think many people necessarily expected to do as well as they did and I think you know, the yeah. 84 point tally was, was an unbelievable effort despite Obviously, some people believe in it. They threw the title away. Um, but looking down at the, the possible challenges in the upcoming season for Manchester City, it does feel like there is kind of a queue of teams who could actually come up and, and challenge. You've got Arsenal again, who you'd expect to progress after after last season. Ten Hag and, and United, who you touched upon. I mean, if, if Newcastle show the same level of progress season on season as they did last campaign, then it won't be long till they're challenging at the top end. You anticipate Liverpool have to improve. And even, you know, teams that such as Brighton and, and Villa under De Zerbi and, and Emery showing that they're kind of ready to take a seat at the top table. S- sitting here now, do you still see it as being Arsenal as a team who are they going to be the closest challengers to City? Who do you anticipate will be the, the ones to, to, uh, to run you closest? I think Liverpool. I, I think Liverpool. I think the true Liverpool was the one we saw towards the end that made a run towards the Champions League, you know, and um, I think they've some good players, you know, and I think they probably will sign Lavia, you know, from he's a quality player for Southampton. Um, you know, McAllister's been excellent. He's an excellent signing. Um, yeah, it's a Muslim as well. I, I, I think it'll be Liverpool personally. I think Arsenal will absolutely be up there. I, don't, I just don't know with Arsenal. I just don't know how they're going to take to the the expectation now because last year they were a surprise package and I, and last it got it was a bit too much from towards the end which is totally fine because it's really difficult to do I don't I don't weirdly I don't see I feel like United is going to be sort of where they are I, I don't know maybe I'm wrong there but they just I can't see a massive leap forward from United I just feel like them just being around the Champions League again and I just don't feel it with Chelsea yet but we'll have to see I guess and then. Uh, Newcastle, just to see where they are at the start of the season. We'll have to wait and see how those teams progress. Um, but let's look at y- your own business. And, you know, it hasn't been massive squad churn, but um, two experienced players have moved on. Um, Riyad Mahrez being one of them who, you know, struggled for, he was kind of phased out over the course of last season for the most part. But in Ilke Gundogan, you've got a pretty rare example here where obviously you know given the age he was um he didn't really you know, 32 it's not really city style to be offering 32 year olds new contracts but it felt like a player has left city almost kind of in their prime where Gundogan an unbelievable player who can play so many different roles you know we saw him early on in his city career playing as, as that deepest midfielder he's adopted a, a role as a, a false nine in the past and then in the last couple of seasons made that hybrid position really his own and what was it eight goals and four assists last season a player who you know, it feels like City are weaker without him. Um, as a fan, how do you feel about him leaving? Uh, devastated, mate. Absolutely devastated. And um, just some people just grow into the club and the role as well. And the Gundogan just got better every single season. Um, age, age perfectly at Man City. And I was sort of hoping, I mean, there was rumours we offered him a contract, but I, I heard that he just wanted a new challenge. And I, to be honest, I don't blame him at that point. Going to play for Barcelona... They're a huge historic club, and I can't deny the appeal of that, especially once again when you, you go out on a treble as a captain. It's just, there's, you, it'll never beat that. Um, so I understand. Like, I don't know, we'll never know, I guess, but I personally heard that it was, he sort of made his mind up, and, you know, the City 
did offer him a contract, but he was always going to go and leave on because he just felt the right time. Recently married, got a kid. Fancy to fancy, like I must admit, you know, it's been raining for about two months here in Manchester. So I sort of, I sort of get it to an extent, you know. Um, but it's a massive loss. He's uh, just a world class footballer, a special footballer, and it like obviously eight goals is a good return it's not an insane return but it was the the importance and the quality of the goals you know like he would just seem to step up and uh you know a couple of the, the goals in the, in the, the FA Cup final as well and there's one against Everton towards the end of the season which was absolutely immense you know one of the goals of the season the little flick and so on and a couple of braces around that time as well he was just uh absolutely world-class for us and I am a little bit you know nervous about not replacing Gunduan and Mares extravagantly, I guess, because you feel like when you lose players of that that um, ilk, no, no pun intended, there, okay. Uh, but you, need, you lose, <laughs> yeah. You you need um, you need just a, a statement signing, you know. Kovacic though is a fantastic player. I really, really like Kovacic. I think he's criminally underrated, and he'll bring so much of what Gunduan did as well. And the only thing is, he's not a goal scorer. Uh, but then Gunduan wasn't a great goal scorer until until like the 1920 season all of a sudden he just develops this knack so maybe Kovacic can you know out of nowhere as it is the transfer window has been quiet currently for City so it's a really weird one to judge like like we record, as we're recording this it's just been Kovacic comes in Pep has got a record that you know that he does want replacements for Mares. you know obviously he's gone to Saudi Arabia I suspect City will do we're really you know, is really obviously linked to Josko Vardial from RB Leipzig. He'd be an incredible player and he'd fit the system that City plays so well. Like, um, I think he's a special talent, you know, really special talent. And I'd be do, buzzing. Do you need another left centre back? <laughs> well, I think the thing is, obviously not, no, but Laporte would move on. <laughs> like, we technically don't know, but I actually think he's an improvement on Ake. And I think that's really harsh on yeah, Ake, yeah, but I, I think Ake's a fantastic defender. Um, but Josko Vardial is a fantastic defender and just a freakish progressor and passer and dribbler and everything. He's a complete footballer, you know. And I, I think, like, even though you think some things have been good, you should always look to improve in every single area. And like Ake has been brilliant, but I think Josko Vardial is just you're looking at a guy who could be an all-timer potentially. I know he's only young, twenty-one, but he's just special. He looks like the kind of guy who would have a legacy of, like PK or something like that, you know. Like that's I look at him and think he could be a great player. And obviously, it's, it's early days, but. I just think he's a brilliant footballer and I totally understand why Guardiola would be would love to have a back three of Josco Vardial, Diaz and John Stones because that is just, it's everything you'd want from centre-backs, you know, strength, pace, skill, passing. Um, and with Laporte, Laporte kind of move on as well. That's pretty much set in stone. So, But after that, you know, if we sign Vardial, if we sign Amara's replacement and Kovacic and keep Bernardo, that's good enough for me. Who would you want to see as the Mara's replacement? I don't know, mate. I honestly don't know because it's one of those things where I don't think the right winger market is particularly, you know, it's not, we're not going to go for anyone expensive. You know, we're not going to spend a hundred million on it. You know, it's just, it's really obvious. You know, you can just sense it. It doesn't feel like City are going to. We were tentatively linked to Rafinha at one point, but that felt like just Barca trying to shift off plays to get Bernardo Silva. I mean, he's a good player, Rafinha, and I'm sure he'd be do a very good job. We've been linked tentatively to Olise from Palace, and he's a really exciting player as well. Um, obviously, only 21 and more experienced than you know City's youngsters like Cole Palmer and Askabov that we've got. Um, but he's only 21, and it's, it would be a big step up for him when we've got some young players. I, don't, I would love a more experienced player. Like my dream signing, I know who that would be. Actually, it's never going to happen. But Leroy Sane, I think there's always been a feeling. I think I can sense it from him that he probably 
he slightly regrets it. He's always back in Manchester. I saw him myself getting off a training Manchester once, and there was footage of him last <laughs> season after the quarterfinals, uh, with Guardiola like consoling him, and and then as well in the preseason game and having a laugh together. And I think they left sort of acrimoniously, but. I feel like he genuinely wants to come back. It's just a sense and he would just suit City now. He's grown up a little bit. He's never quite fulfilled his, his massive potential. He can play off the right these days, which he does a lot more at Bayern. And that would be my dream signing. Leroy signing to come home and I would be a very happy man. Do you think it's going to happen? Sadly not. Yeah, it seems unlikely, but it's interesting you mention um, a, a Bayern Munich player because you know, there's been some links between the two clubs in the last uh, kind of, 12 months or so, Carl Walker heavily linked to Bayern Munich, Joao Cancelo spending uh, a bit of time on loan there last season. Both Cancelo and Walker currently still Manchester City players. Do you expect them to be at the end of the window? And do you want them to be? Uh, Cancelo, no. Uh, in terms of expecting, I don't think he is. I think that's. Um, I think the bridges have been burned with Guardiola. Whatever happened, it was. It wasn't good. You know, like you don't get shipped off on the last day without a replacement of the tran- January transfer window. Essentially, you know, just given to another club um, unless it was really bad. And I sort of read online in general that the the feeling is that City don't want him around because I think the the harmony is too good. I mean, he's a quality player, and if you could. I can't imagine. It's almost dipped last season, didn't it? As well. Yeah, it just sort of dropped off, and then he started to. Like, he's quite an emotional guy, like Joao Cancelo. He fell out with the Portuguese national coach as well during the World Cup, and he's just he's a bit explosive when he's not when he's not playing football. And what I could what I read online and what I heard, and personally, it was just being incredibly, incredibly difficult, you know. And Pep just eventually just was like, no, nah, I can't bother him anymore. Get rid of him. And I guess the only thing you could say is that. Look, if he felt like he was going to, be, going to be playing, there's not much more of a humbling than, or oh, I told you so, than City winning a treble without him. You know, it could be that he's like, oh, yeah, sorry, you know, I was, I was wrong. Come back and I put my head down, but I just don't see it. Kyle Walker, I'd be devastated if he goes because I still think there's no one like Kyle Walker in world football. Literally no one. There's not another right back in the world that can do what he can do. There's literally none. Like the pace he's got is freakish, his experience, his attitude in big games, you know. How many people do you see running away from Kyle Walker? Like Mbappe, Neymar, Vinicius, they all, they're, they're all, they all hate playing against him. And these are the best wingers in world football. And but that's Kyle Walker. And even if he is sort of like a special play kind of player these days, you know, like um, he comes out for the big games. He's so much, got so much experience. He's so respected in that squad that I'd be devastated if he goes because he's just, uh, you can't replace someone like him. You just can't, you genuinely can't. So, Will, it, will he stay? As it is, I think he'll end up going. I think Bayern will cough up um, um, because I think he wants to go. I think he's just in the whole, I've done it all here and I fancy a new challenge category. I hope he doesn't. doesn't. But I, if he does come out, go as well, I don't think it will replace him. I think they'll just crack on without him. And, and you mentioned that, you know, Vardy all being one, um, your wish for, for Tane. But, you know, we are getting towards the eve of the season here. There isn't that much longer in the window. It's pretty rare for for you know top end clubs to be doing big business late on, um, especially Manchester City. Do, do you think there will be business done, or is there a chance it's going to be Kovacic and, and that's a lot? Uh, that would be devastating. If so I think it'd be a really terrible summer, personally. Um, like, um, I think something will happen. It could be a bit of a surprise, or you know, like I think my City might just look at might end up getting someone in the last few days where to see you know when someone's sort of been struck out of position because another club signs someone you know who's available the kind of thing where it's like well he's not available because club x signed 
play away. It might be mm. something like that because City have been pretty smart at doing that. Like, Kovacic was that kind of signing. It was obviously early in the summer, but Kovacic is only available because Chelsea have bought an absolute ton of players. Um, and I think it was the same with Kanji last year. That was a last minute kind of bargain. And at the same time, you know, like Greenish went on for ages and De Bruyne, when we signed him, that was a end of the window kind of thing. And, and I think Pep has the authority to go, you know, if the first couple of games of the season, the squad looks thin to go like, just get this done. You know, like I, and I'm Pep Guardiola, just, you know, get it done. And I think he will get someone in. I don't think it'll be just Kovacic. I just don't think it's going to be three or four. It probably will be Kovacic and Vardial unless a load of people leave. And in terms of the squad uh, that we do know is going to be there, you know, it feels like we're in a quite an exciting position at the moment where a few City players are, are coming through and, and getting serious game time. Uh, we saw Cole Palmer, of course, starring in the under-21s uh, yep. this summer too. Who are the players that you ex- anticipate will have a, a big season, uh, senior pros or, or young players? Who, who are you looking out for? In terms of the young players... Um... I think Rico Lewis will build on last year because he was instrumental, I think, in City's turnaround, genuinely. And that sounds crazy for a 17-year-old, but Pep, you know, entrusted him with some massive games and he more than stood up. Um, he's actually been playing as a number eight in preseason, and he's been fantastic there. Like he's a, He was a midfielder as a kid, and well, he's still a kid, let's be honest, but he was a midfielder when he was much younger and you can tell he looks much more at home there because uh, he's got the energy and the relentless running and the creativity as well. And a little bit of an Ardoesque actually in that role and I think he'll build on it again um, McAtee of course excellent loan at Sheffield United um, helped them get promoted to the Premier League he's back in the squad don't know if he'll stay around but I hope he does because um, you know, he loves he loves City he's like a local lad and he's desperate to make it there and he's a real goal for it as well like, um, he, he got he was involved in a couple of things during pre-season uh, and I think there's also a big chance for someone like Cole Palmer you know Mars is gone Palmer He's played a lot for the, on the left of Guardiola and he's not a left winger at all. Mm. He's just more or less a Mahrez clone when you put him on the right. He really is. And I don't think you should ever replace someone of Mahrez's calibre with just an academy lad, personally. And, and that's not because he's, he might not be good enough one day. I just, think it's, I just don't think... If you, if you, I think you see expectations. For Manchester City, from, as treble winners, I don't think you should lean on a whole season for a, a guy who's still very much... He's relatively raw still. Like if we were, if we were had different expectations and different goals, yeah, sure. You know, like City of City of pre-takeover, lean on a youngster because we can. But I think with Guardiola, I think it's be, be a bit a bit naive just to get him to use just academy lads on the right wing spot. With like Oscar Bob's another one who's played in preseason, who's a young Norwegian right winger. He was he was excellent in the twenty ones as well for for Norway. Um, but I just don't think Palmer should be the number one all season. He seems a bit too young for that. Um, but he could have a great season as well. In terms of us, Stones, I want to see how he builds on it. I think Stones could be, I think Stones will be even better this season. I think in the Champions League final, he just unlocked dribbling out of nowhere and it was ridiculous. <laughs> like, like To do that in the biggest game of your career and go, do you know what, now I can dribble and just have the most dribbles <laughs> in the final since Messi in the final. It's remarkable. And he was, he was doing it again in pre-season where he was just gliding past people like he was in yesterday. It was ridiculous. And I, I think he's going to really come alive again with the belief that he's got that he's a Champions League winner and Champions League team of the season player now in this new role. And I think we forget sometimes that this system for City is still in the nascent stages. It's only a few months old, you know, and it's something Pep put in to win the Chichable, but he's still refining it. So I think Stones will be the biggest beneficiary. Stones to be a key player. I mean, what, what do you anticipate for Phil Foden this, this season? You know, in a season where so many key players... Um, had had brilliant seasons, breakout seasons for some, such as Jack Grealish, I guess, for, for Foden due, due to, to, to illness and injury. Um, 
you know, this is a big campaign for him to have to step back up. Yeah, uh, to be honest, yeah, I forgot to mention him. He's, he's absolutely another. I think he's going to be more central this season. All these signs seem to suggest that uh, coming on for KDB in the uh, Champions League final centrally was a, a, mm. a big as nod as you'll get, really, that Pep trusts him to play there now. And uh, he's got, he's a very different player to De Bruyne, but he'll, like De Bruyne, he's got really special talent you know like when he's on his form he can do absolutely wonderful things you know with the ball at his feet he's magic and I think Phil uh Phil Foden could easily be have his sounds weird to say breakout season because he's been around he's won two young player of the years and all that kind of stuff and he's been excellent and we all know that but become like one of them like the real main men you know like De Bruyne has been I think this could be the year that he actually does that and it could be that he ends up playing on the right with Mahrez goes. City might just decide, right, you're a right winger now. You know, that's it, you're a right winger. You're going to stay, that's not there. Um, but either way, um, he's always he's been in and out of the team a little bit. This, I think, will be the year absolutely when he really, really f- is a, a key starter every single week. And um, and he'll, he'll nail down a position, I think, finally. And uh, I think he probably feels it too, actually, that he's that he's not quite... Like, last season was a bit of a bitty one for him, but the talent he shows, obviously, that spin in the final. That goes in, you, you've seen one of the great all-time Champions League final goals, mm. and uh, but that's what he's capable of. Finally, before we let you go, Stephen, can I ask you for a prediction for next season? So I want to hear where you're going to finish in the league, how you're going to do in the Champions League, and how many domestic trophies you're going to win. I think City will win the league again. I, I just don't know. I, I just trust them. I, it's... I feel like there's the feeling that everyone thinks City are going to drop off and I think Pet will channel that into getting them going again and I think the I think the energy around them from other teams will be enough to get City ignite that fire. I think everyone else will ignite City, you know, as opposed to themselves. Right? You know, everyone presuming that City are just got, aren't, can't catch Arsenal or um, a rejuvenated United and Liverpool, and I think they'll go again. And I guess it's not a bad thing to guess when you've won five out of six. I mean, it's a decent guess that City are going to win it again. <laughs> Champions League, uh, I, I don't know. I, uh, they're gonna, I mean, they could reach a final again. I'm not going to say you're going to win final. it. Surely you can say you can win it. Well, we can win it. Will we win it? I'm not going to say we're going to win it again. Like, I think it might be too much. We're going to be minimum semi-finals, uh, but then you could just have a bad day. Yeah, I think City will reach the final. I don't know if we're going to win it or not, mate. I'm not going to say City are going to win the Champions League. Okay. And, and FA Cup? Uh, no, I don't think we'll win either. I think it might be a bit too Ooh. much. I th- yeah, there's nothing. I'm fine with that, you know. I think, I, to be honest, the Premier League is the one for me this year. Like, four in a row. Stupid. <laughs> a one trophy season. You've heard it here first. Uh, thank you very much to Stephen for sharing his thoughts ahead of the Premier League campaign. Uh, this was your Manchester City Edge of the Box preview. Six more of these coming out. Arsenal already in the can. So keep your eyes peeled for those and we'll see you soon. 